I'm with Professor Jason Dittmer, an expert of geopolitics and superheroes. We are in Cambridge, sitting on a boat surrounded by swans, eating Bakewell Top. But I thought we'd spare some time to talk about his latest idea. He thinks that there are parallels between support for Trump and our yearnings for a superhero, like Captain America. Jason, tell me more. Well, yeah, first off, thank you so much for having me here and for paying for the Bakewell tart. And uh, I can tell you, this, this kind of stems from a book project that I concluded a few years ago called Captain America and the Nationalist Superhero. And I thought I was really done and dusted with superheroes. But over the last year, I've been watching, as kind of the world has, the unexpected rise of Donald Trump. And the more I thought about him as a particular kind of politician, the more I thought it spoke to some of the themes of my book. And so I thought it was worth exploring and uh, making a lecture out of. Okay, so, so what are the parallels, do you think? I mean, in terms of he champions brute strength, physicality, his foreboding presence circling Hillary Clinton in that debate, <laughs> or, or is it about people who feel under threat and needing a, a champion of his ilk? Well, I mean, I think it's a bit of both. I think, you know, the, if you think about what superheroes are, they are sort of a, a carnival of everyday life in which, um, you know, the hero is resolving problems through largely physical prowess, through um, sort of uh, a, a, a sort of super body, right? I mean, classically. And the villain is usually the smart, you know, intellectual kind the of... Elite, yes, the elite, that's right. Uh, um, you know, a boffin of some mm. kind. And, um, and of course, real life isn't like that, right? Real life is full of complex systems and it's full of uh, bureaucracies and these kinds of things. And so superheroes, even when they happen to be women, tend to be kind of masculinized figures. And bureaucracy is, of course, famously this kind of feminizing um, uh, thing. And so I think we can read kind of through a gender lens uh, how Donald Trump and what some have labeled his misogyny. What I will say is that, uh, you know, Donald Trump's misogyny and his sort of rhetoric around sorting things out and how he's the only one who can fix a broken Washington or a broken world, to me, spoke very clearly to a lot of themes in superheroing. But does it really? I mean, when I think of Captain America, I think of someone with integrity, a strong moral code, someone who opposed Nazis. Trump seems to be siding up to those people that Captain America opposed. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that struck me was after the election in my uh, Twitter feed, at Real J. Dittmer, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I saw a whole slew of um, both pro-Trump people using the image of Captain America uh, with, for instance, Trump's face on him, yeah. uh, implying that he was indeed sort of this man for America. Mm. Uh, and equally, the image of Captain America being used to um, justify punching out the alt-right, punching out Nazis. Uh, there was even just recently, um, if you recall, Richard Spencer being punched in the street. And there was a debate afterwards about whether or not it was okay to punch Nazis. And people were pointing to Indiana Jones and Captain America as justification that it was indeed okay to punch Nazis. And this kind of descended to a kind of absolutely bizarro level where there was a debate on Twitter between two writers of Captain America, the current one and one from a couple of decades ago, uh, over whether or not it was okay to punch Nazis in real life. You know, as if writing Captain America makes you some sort of moral and ethical leader who we should all be listening to. Um, and indeed, one of the best reposts I saw to that whole debate was um, 
you know, that being a writer for Wolverine didn't mean you thought it was okay to stab people with knives. Uh, that clearly we know that these are fictional worlds. But in any event, uh, to get back to the main point, you know, I think you have to divide or separate out the sort of um, generic conventions of superheroes mm -hmm. and then the actual content of the stories they mm -hmm. tell. So, um, you know, I think Captain America embodies this dualism really well because he was a super soldier made to fight Nazis and yeah. stand up for a kind of diverse plural America. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, he's a blonde haired, blue eyed yeah. Ubermensch mm -hmm. who looks pretty much like, you know, Hitler's mm -hmm. dream child. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is both and rather than Captain America is this, yes. right? Captain America is a whole bunch of things which allow people to pluck him out of the fictional world and use him as a kind of free floating signifier in contemporary politics. I think that's a really important point, going back to your previous point about how people on the left and right speak to Captain America. And maybe it's a broader thing, maybe slightly beyond Captain America, about how people on the left and right project their hope for a messiah onto particular individuals. And maybe this is something about slacktivism. So instead of thinking about our collective agency, instead of thinking about structural constraints, the vast bureaucracies and complexities and mm -hmm. contingencies you spoke of, we instead have this, we have these simplistic media portrayals of villains we forget our own capacity to push for change, and then we hope that a single leader can fix everything, maybe. You know, I think we have a tendency, even in kind of real life, without dealing about with fictional characters, to try and assume that there will be a hero to sort things out. And for, for instance, for the right, we can look at Donald Trump and say, here's a figure who's mm -hmm. saying he's going to sort of tame the bureaucracies and cut back on all of these things that are kind of hampering the virility of America. Uh, but, of course, figures like Edward Snowden are kind of similar, right? Although without the same rhetoric, they are nevertheless kind of imagined to be these kind yes. of superheroes who release us from these other bureaucracies yeah. that are holding us in thrall. And the left is quite happy to, you know, make a hero out of this guy as well, when really what we need are better systems that are responsive to democracy and at the same time respect individual civil liberties. And more uh, structures that enable more whistleblowers rather than just the champion and individual whistleblower. Exactly. And relying on like one person, whether it's Donald Trump or Edward Snowden, to kind of rise above all of these things and, you know, kind of Edward Snowden, for whatever you think about him, like, you know, he sacrificed everything for yeah. what he was doing. And, you know, that's too much to ask of anyone. Absolutely. So question going forward, how do we shift this faith and yearning for superheroes? How do we build support for the sort of multilateral, like in the last uh, Avengers film, the Civil War? How do we build support for that multiplicity, the checks and balances, recognizing our own collective agency? And, and how do we give up on superheroes? It's tricky. And, and it, you know, I want to be clear, I think there are real problems with the politics of superheroes, but they also are kind of enabling in a lot of ways, right? I mean, um, I'm thinking of Neil Smith's um, comments about uh, liberalism, right? That, you know, civil rights and individual-based rights are deeply problematic in the way that they kind of lend themselves to um, a neoliberal agenda and a sort of individualization of responsibility in politics. And at the same time, you know, they are one of our strongest bulwarks against kind of an over-oppressive government and whatnot. So, you know, I think we absolutely need to try and push past a sort of superhero politics. And at the same time, um, when you see someone uh, like I did recently at Standing Rock holding a Captain America shield, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you kind of think you don't want to strip that away from people either. Yeah. You know, there's, there's something also empowering about the common person maybe 
thinking of themselves as being more empowered than they are in practice. Yeah, uh, and it's maybe more that we need to be careful of leaders who think they're going to be superheroes. So we can all be superheroes. I think David Bowie put it best. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Jason. Um, let's finish off this Bakewell talk. All thank right. You. Thank you very much, Alice.